This is a prepaid collect call from 87 Lafayette. An inmate at Florida Correctional Fort Green Correctional Facility. Oh my god, that was terrible. Adam, that was absolutely terrible. Uh, this cold open thing, just we are not very good at it. Let's just roll the, roll the intro. intro. From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. Adam, what's on your mind today? You know, I, I have a lot of thoughts as per usual, but the, the one that jumps out to me right now is you have done an exceptionally good job dressing for success every day. I am wearing Thank you. the same sweater I've worn for the last week. I'm wearing shorts for no apparent reason, but you're But it's warm out. It's warm out. It's nice. Thank you. You know, I am always cognizant of my appearance. I do feel like it really helps me every morning to dress as if I'm going to work. But I will say that people on my job have been giving me a lot of shit for this because I'm still wearing white collared button down shirts, even though I haven't left my apartment in several days. Yep. Yep. I will not give you any shit for it because it, it elevates it elevates the uh, the apartment and that's that's important <laughs> and that's the only future I know. Yeah. You know, I, I do think though, I'm curious to see how it goes over the next few weeks. You know, I have grown a beard as part of this. And uh, as someone I work with said, if we're not having fun with facial hair, what are we doing? So we'll see we'll see where this goes. You know, it may be getting almost, you know, sort of Biblical uh, in the next just in the just next in time for Pesach for for Passover yeah yeah Hag Sameach um, it's actually been a real issue right is that this outbreak has been around Purim and that's a big celebratory holiday and um, a lot of uh, Jewish communities have been hit extremely hard both in Brooklyn mm. and also in Israel so to all of our Orthodox Jewish listeners. All of you out there, please, please follow social distancing guidelines. Yeah, very, very important. One, one other shout out before we get to our guest. We are at 87 Lafayette, and what have we done for 87 Lafayette? We have... What have we done? It's April 1st, it's Census Day, and we have filled out our census form. Guys, there is nothing better for you to do while you are not doing anything then fill out your census form. It takes no time at all. You literally just need to know the birthday of the people who you live with. You get to write down what ethnicity you are. Feel free to make something up exciting. My 2020 that census. That is not the You should not be telling people to put in false information to the census. Like, well, here's what I'll say. I live in New York State. I live in New York City. The more people here who get counted, that's what matters. You just need to get counted. Your immigration status does not matter. Fill it out if you live here. It's important for researchers. It's important to determine how much funding you get. And you're like, I'm 26. It doesn't matter. Well, we do the census once every 10 years. And in 10 years, you might have kids who are trying to go to preschool. And you know what's going to fund that preschool? The government dollars that are allocated based on the census. So fill out the census. It's very easy, and it is super, super important. I got to say thank you for filling it out on behalf of the entire apartment. I had completely... 
forgotten about it, but you, as probably the most civically minded person here, did it. Not today, you did it like a couple weeks ago. So thank you for doing that. But yes, to our listeners, fill out the census. We were saying earlier that today's podcast, instead of being sponsored by our usual loyal sponsor, Momo the Cat, Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat, is actually sponsored by the census. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's made possible by the census, probably actually made possible in one way or another. Uh, And so please fill it out. And if you didn't get a paper slip, that's okay. You don't need one. If you're having any trouble, reach out to Matt and I. We will be happy, happy to help you. Just like we're happy to help all of our neighbors, which brings us to our guest tonight. That was such a good transition. I'm I'm very excited about this. Uh, A big part of what's happening right now and trying to determine the models for Corona-19 It's based on uh, the fact that we don't have controlled experiments, right? You can look at the Diamond Princess and you can say that was somewhat controlled. That can give us some sense of how dangerous this thing is. But very hard to do controlled experiments right now. And embracing that lack of control, we are going to call our guests. They live just a few blocks from us. And we are going to say this is a controlled experiment. The variable that that we're controlling for is living in Fort Greene. So... We're going to see how have they adapted to life in quarantine different from us and controlling for Fort Greene, we will be able to hopefully draw some applicable conclusions. I am so glad that you are not a scientist. <laughs> that, uh, that doesn't sound reasonable to you, Matt? <laughs> well, you know, experimental design is not your strong suit. Well, let's get, get our guests on the phone. I've got some good questions. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Coronapod. Welcome. We are, we're doing well. We, uh, I just explained to our listeners that we are treating this as a very important scientific inquiry. We, we have finally been able to control for Fort Greene in understanding how people are embracing quarantine life. We've got our questions. We're going to get answers from Matt, from me, and from you. And we will be able to definitively finish our model of how people in Fort Greene respond to uh, quarantine and coronavirus. Well, I'm so excited to be uh, be a subject in study. Excellent. Um, well, uh, Matt, pleasure to meet you, by the way. Hey, nice meeting you, too. So, quick quick background. You live on Adelphi, that's correct? I sure do, just a few blocks away from you. And uh, how many people are you living with these days? There is one other person in the apartment, uh, my partner, Melina. Okay, so... Slightly different sizes, but we we can adjust that in post along with the rest of this podcast. Um, so I think our first question for you is composting. Are you doing it? Are you not doing it? Walk me through that. So this one is an interesting one and definitely led to some out loud laughs. Um, you know, first of all, we are, of course, avid listeners of this podcast, and uh, be sure to catch every episode. As and, I, based, um, based on this small sample size, presumably everyone in Fort Greene is a loyal listener, so very excited <laughs> about that finding. It's a very close neighborhood. But anyway, so when we were listening to your podcast earlier, and you had mentioned the dilemma that you're in the punk, uh, with the compost that rang totally true for us, because we had just been through the exact same, you know, set of uh, dilemmas on the same time frame. We went to the Fort Greene Farmer's Market 
Um, the compost folks were there. We dumped in the bucket, and they said, this is the last weekend that we are going to be collecting compost. And our building does not collect compost either. And so we're left in a situation where we're trying to figure out, you know, what, what, how do we deal with the giant mounting uh, uh, compost in our apartment? Because we're cooking significantly more uh, than we ever have before. I mean, we, you know, we, we cook frequently as it was, uh, but nothing like we are now where we're cooking you know, virtually every meal. And so we have this huge amount of compost, and our building doesn't collect. And so we basically were like, well, there's two options. We can either stop composting, or we can dump it into a neighbor's dam. And we fell down the other side of this issue than you did. We decided that it was worse to dump without permission into a neighbor's bin than it was to throw out the compost. And so we've been throwing it out. You guys are much more community minded than we are. I, I have to say, Adam has just fearlessly and shamelessly been dumping our compost in other people's bins. And so I got to say, shame on you for not composting, but also I applaud you for respecting your neighbors. Uh, we can all take a lesson from you. And I applaud your boldness, although to be, to be completely fair, so there are, there are two of us in the apartment, right? You know, these, are, these are all group decisions. I think if left to my own devices, I would have been slightly more, you know, slightly more willing to dump into a neighbor's bin. Uh, Melina is definitely a a strict rule follower, and so <laughs> it would have been uh, that might have been a little bit too much. I think strict rule following is what we need more of uh, in this in this crisis right now. Um, you mentioned that you normally dump your compost at the Fort Greene Farmer's Market, as do we. I have heard rumors that the farmer's markets might be back with lots of restrictions. Would you risk it, or, or is that not, not on the table for you? So it was there. You know, I've been, we checked online to see like, if it was still happening. Just unsure if they even really maintain their web presence. I, I don't really know, and I wasn't going to trust, like, Google app to tell me if it was open or not. And so I ventured out last weekend just to check to see if there was anything that we needed. And they were still open. There were significantly less people there. I mean, normally the Fort Green Farmers Market on a Saturday morning is just packed. Like, you really can't get down that kind of, like, main strip without pushing people out of the way, essentially. And there was almost nobody there. There were maybe one-third the amount of vendors, and each vendor had, like, tape lines in front of their booths where you were supposed to stand. Got it. So that that sounds like a yes. You will continue to frequent the farmers market, if only from a from afar, in case unless something you know strikes your eye, at which point you will move into the the close distance of six feet. Yeah, I think we'll continue going. Um, you know, we've been doing big grocery shops um, and really trying to leave our apartment as, as infrequently as we possibly can. And this. In this decision to go to the Fort Green Farmers Market is kind of the same problem that we face when we try and kind of plan all of our meals, which is like, what is better to do at the moment? Is it better to isolate in our apartments as fully as we possibly can? Or is it better to occasionally break that in order to support local businesses? Like one of the things we haven't been doing is ordering out, um, just because we don't, we don't really want to interact with anybody, even like getting our food from somebody else and like, it, it, it's like, slightly unsettling to us and so we haven't been um, we haven't been getting anything from restaurants and I 
feel bad about it because I keep getting hit up by all like the local, like Colonia Verde and these other restaurants who are doing all these programs to try to prepackage meals. And just like haven't been supporting any of these local businesses because we don't want to risk it. And I think that you know we face the same problem with the farmers market. It's like is it better to go and like support these farmers or should I just be going to Whole Foods? And which which supermarket have you been going to these days? So we're lucky enough to have a car here in the city, um, and our you know nobody lives on our block anymore. So many people live in New York, and street parking is like even easier than normally is. Um, so our car is parked like directly in front of the door of our apartment building. Actually, as you found out the other night when you stopped by to say hello, and found out that I lived on the back side of the building. <laughs> um, but um, we like jump in the car and we generally drive down to the Whole Foods in Gowanus um, because our office is right there. And so we maybe need to like pick one or two things up from the office for our work that week. Um, and so we go to that Whole Foods and we've been doing that once a week on Friday, like mid afternoon to try and avoid some of the crowds. And um, it's been amazing how, you know, if we only leave nearly once a week, Every single time we go out, it's like a totally different experience as like this whole situation progresses. But that's usually the grocery store we go to is the the, uh, the Whole Foods down in Got it. I have I have a specific grocery store question that one of our listeners put in. Their question is: If your significant other accidentally bought lemon flavored olive oil instead of normal olive oil, what is an appropriate punishment for them? Nice to go out and get more olive oil. So you don't finish up the olive oil you have. You go get more olive oil. I don't know. Lemon olive oil is really aggressive. Um, man, Adam, like this, is a, this is such a ridiculous... This is a ridiculous question. I, I've got to interrupt here because this is like when someone goes to a therapist and is like, hey, my friend has this problem asking for a friend. You bought lemon olive oil because it was cheap and now the whole apartment has smelled like lemons which could be worse but everything we cook has a decidedly lemony flavor and that is kind of the mixed bag this no this was this was it was an accident um what matt just described though is we have a new rule in our house which is we're really trying to emphasize open communication Right, it's really important to do this. Are there any new rules in your house? The other new rule we have is that I have told my girlfriend that I will only discuss one meal in advance. That I can't be eating lunch and planning breakfast three days from now. So I was wondering, has has, has anything, any new rules that have become necessary in the apartment um, that that you have either explicitly talked about or ones that. Um, your, your roommate will only be finding out when you express them on the podcast and uh, they listen <laughs> later this week. We, so we, like, I think one thing, and this is, this is more of a general thing rather than rule, it's just, like, much more intentionality um, about everything. But in terms of, like, actual hard and fast rules that we're following, one is that we're trying to really be much better about screen time and we're trying to have, like, a moratorium on looking at our screens or reading the news an hour before bed. Because one of the things that we were falling into is like every night we were just like terror reading uh, the New York Times like right before bed. So you just like, you know, you jump in bed, you plug in the phone, you phone next to the bed and you just like flip it open 
more funny now that you spent like 15 re- minutes reading like only this game headlines the New York Times right before bed, um, which was just like not leading to good quality sleep and, you know, it was just like notably eroding like the, like our well-being. And so we're trying to be a little bit better about that. Mm. You know, I like this focus on sleep. Adam, this makes me think of a good idea for our apartment. I think we should really make sleep a priority here. Maybe we need like a sleep chart and we, we make it a little competitive. Who can sleep the most? I think you're going to win at that. Uh, yeah, but we, we can also rate our sleep in terms of quality. I, I really feel like as we get all of ourselves in sync, sleep is going to be an important thing here. Thoughts? Uh, I think yeah, I would win, but but not because of quality of sleep, definitely because of quantity of sleep. My ability to fall asleep on uh, conference calls, on expert calls, is honestly, I think, a great gift that is really paying dividends these days. Um, screen off is a magic tool. Yes. One, one final question. Is there, are, are you still going on walks? And since we're in the same neighborhood, where would you recommend we go for a walk um, if, if you guys have still been taking walks? So we've actually stopped doing that. Um, we, you know, I think like the, like the first week, you know, I, I guess we're like kind of three weeks into this now. The first week we were, you know, we were going out on walks a little bit more. And now we're trying not to do that. We're really trying to limit our trips out to once every three days. Um, maybe once every two days, and even then, like, just the bodega, um, and nowhere else. Um, I've been, we've been trying to, you know, keep ourselves inside as much as we can. Got it. All right, well then, final question. What do you miss most? Is it city bike? What are you, what are you most excited to go back to doing when this is all over? Just spring in New York, and I know it's sad because we're not going to, like, um, like, we're not going to get that back, right? Like, you know, we'll get it next year. Um, but it was actually, like, just before you called, I was, like, just, like, flipping through, um, like, it's uh, called Tenement's Towers and Trash, like, a New York City, like, graphic novel, right? And I was, like, I saw something in it, like, as I hit the two of you, and, like, reading a book about New York, or I see something interesting, I'll just, like, immediately open up my phone and, like, star that place in Google Maps. And I saw something cool I wanted to check out, like, opened it up, starting Google Maps and it was like temporarily closed and I was just like you know, obviously I knew it was closed when I opened it up but it was just like that little pang of like realizing that um, you know, it's going to be a long time before I can like start like checking off all these things that I spent all winter like planning that I wanted to and just like experiencing um, you know just like that wonderful feeling energy of just like spring in New York and summer in New York and just like going out and you know being part of that uh, and it's just it, it does feel sad that that isn't you know that we don't know when that's coming back um, and so I think you know that is what I miss most is just like you know like this spring in New York experience that I've been longing for for the last couple months well thank you for joining us and I think we we feel the same way we hope we hope we get to experience New York the way it's supposed to be experienced soon ah, such a pleasure to be on thank you thank you have a great night. Bye. So I think I think our our learning from this is that uh, one, they're doing a better job of social distancing than we are because we're definitely going to the grocery store more than once a week. Um, but two is, 
even controlling for Fort Greene, like our experiences are really quite similar. And I think that's somewhat comforting is that all of us are going through this together, be it someone in your neighborhood or someone on the other side of the city, someone on the other side of the country, or even someone on the other side of the world. Mm, beautifully put, Adam. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I think, you know, that that makes me uh, remember a show I used to watch growing up. So I think we'll, we'll go out to a nice little song that we used to listen to growing up. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? This has been Corona Pod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy and take the damn census. Like you, I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Coronapod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat. And our one-time special sponsor, the U.S. Census.